uh, nerve wracking, emotional. Uh, I, I just can't believe it. Out of all the people that applied, um, that submit their names into the lottery, it was just why me? I kept saying why I got me. Too many miles to go. I'm just an old hard rocker running from the dust till dawn. Um, hey everybody, my name's Dan Ryan. I am the social media director for the Hard Rock 100 Endurance Run, and I'm joined today by my co-host. Chris Twiggs, 16-time Hard Rock finisher, Hard Rock board member, and guy who's just really happy to be here to talk to our amazing guest today. Yeah, so today we are having on Tara Dower, who was a, um, who among other accolades, you know, she's won the 2023 Run Rep at Run 100 Miler, which was her Hard Rock qualifier for the entry into the 2024 lottery. Um, among other things, I mean, she's ran JFK 50 Miler, um, Uari 100 mile, Blood Rock 100, um, Cruel Jewel 100. So she's based out of the East Coast. She's based out of Virginia Beach and really is an amazing ultra runner. Also, she likes to set FKTs. So this summer, she set the FKT on the Colorado Trail and took it from... From Betsy Kalmeyer, which is someone who all hard rockers should know and definitely we all love. And of course, we heard in the episode with uh, Dale Garland that he was one of the first people to run the Colorado Trail. So he, by definition, got the FKT as one of the first people to do that. So a really neat uh, intertwining there of hard rockers. Yeah, and it was really cool to you know hear Dale's story about you know, hey, let's have that crazy idea of going to run the run the Colorado Trail, and they went and executed it. So it's cool that you know that that tradition is continuing on to this very day, where people are setting some absolutely crazy times on the Colorado Trail, on the Appalachian Trail, on the Pacific Coast Trail. Um, you name it, and somebody's just putting it at, putting unfathomable numbers up um, across all of these long trails. Yeah, and so now this summer. Uh, we get the opportunity to see how Tara does at Hard Rock. All right. Well, Tara, thank you so much for being here with us. We really appreciate you coming on. And we just want to start by asking you just to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into ultra running. Yeah. Um, so I am a wife to a Navy diver, U.S. Navy diver. So I live in uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia. That's where we're based right now. I have a blind and deaf dog named Jerry, and I like to run really long distances. And the way I came about that was actually through, I've always been a runner, uh, but got into through hiking when I finished college in 2012. And after that, I wanted to do you know, I wanted to test my limits and so I kind of naturally went into an FKT, uh, Mounts of Sea Trail, 1,175 miles across the state of North Carolina. And then uh, I learned about Diane Van Duren while on that FKT and she had the FKT before me and she was a 100 mile athlete. So I was naturally like if I can do this, this FKT and she can do it, like I can do a hundred mile race. So that was the next challenge. And I just kind of made that a goal. And ever since I've just, I've just fallen in love with the sport and here we are now. 
That's amazing. Um, what was your first 100 mile race? Uh, URI 100 in Troy, North Carolina. Very cool. Yeah. I've heard of that one. That one's, that's a good one. Yeah. It's really grassroots. It's like, it was a lot of fun. It's 20, 20 mile, five, 20 mile loops. It's, you know, really, really chill in the woods the entire time. Um, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Had my first hallucination there. Nice. Yeah. Do you remember what it was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if it's really a hallucination or not. It was kind of like really crazy and I can't decide if it was. There was this man in all camo, had a huge rifle and he was at this trail junction and he, it was middle of the night, 2 a.m. And he was like, are you going down to the camp? And I was like, what, what are you talking about? No, I'm in a race. And he was like, are you going down to the camp? He kept asking me. I was like, no, I don't, I don't know. So I kept running. Cause this guy's like, obviously like, this is a little sketchy. And then ever since then, I was just like, I always thought it was real, but then I was thinking about it one day and I was like, was that real? Did I imagine that? So I say that's my first hallucination, but who knows? Maybe there was a guy with a rifle in the woods at 2 a.m. that that Saturday. It could have just been an interaction. Uh, (laughs) So when did you first hear about Hard Rock and, you know, what made you decide to put your name in? Oh, yeah. Uh, First time hearing about Hard Rock was when, um, 2021, I, I'm relatively new to the sport. I started in 2021. Yeah. 2020, 20, 20, yeah, 2021. It was actually 2022. I think it was, um, the year Sabrina Stanley won it. And I watched the entire race and just fell in love with, um, that course and, you know, seeing her entire victory at that, that course was inspiring and seeing her run in and kiss the rock. Uh, and ever since then I've been one, a huge Sabrina Stanley fan among other women in the sport, but I've also been a big fan of hard rock and I just wanted to do something really difficult. I've always enjoyed mountainous races and tough, tough competition and courses and a challenge. And this just seems perfect for that. So you've, so you've been to Silverton for hard rock in, in the past and checked it out a few times. Yeah. Uh, last year I was there or this year I was in Uray, uh, watching people come through and then watched people come in the next day in Silverton. I was there, I was in Colorado for, I was getting ready to hike on the Colorado trail. Um, and, I just found myself there when Hard Rock was happening, and it was as exciting as you know the live coverage of it. So, you've been out to Silver, you've been out to Silverton, and <laughs> you've fallen in love with the area, just like we all have, probably. Oh yeah. And what sections of the course are you most looking forward to then? Um. Well, I don't know. I think I'm just excited to explore that entire area. Um, just like the entire course, honestly, um, I've run a lot around in Uray, so especially the trails in there. I love that trail going out of Uray, uh, near Box Canyon. So that's something I'm really looking forward to. And just, um, I know that a lot of my friends and family are going to come out too, cause we're all from the East coast. We're not, um, people, we're not from Colorado and I'm just looking forward to 
you know, having my family and friends being out there to watch me run this race, you know, going to those iconic towns and seeing me run through. I think just traveling from town to town is something I'm really looking forward to. Has a lot of your family been out there before? Nope. No. no. I wow. have my uncle. I have my uncle. Uh, he lives in Grand Junction. That'll That's be an awesome thing for them to experience as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like my, well, I take that back. My husband actually grew up in um, um, Littleton, right outside of Denver. So he's very familiar with Colorado all over. Um, but, you know, as far as like my mom, who's going to be there, I have a lot of friends who are going to come out. Uh, I think we're all just really looking forward to the entire experience. Awesome. Awesome. So is there, you've, you've done a lot, obviously you've accomplished a great many things in ultra running, but I'm just wondering, is there anything you plan to do differently training for hard rock compared to your other adventures? Yeah, well, I've, I've lived, um, some pretty flat places being a Navy wife, uh, we've lived at the beach quite a lot. And as I train for things like Cruel Jewel, which has similar elevation gain as Hard Rock, I trained for the Colorado Trail FKT here. I trained for Run Rabbit here. Uh, and they all seem to be really good results uh, doing what I've been doing. So I think I'm going to like add a little bit more intensity to what I've been doing, but I don't think I'm going to change it up. I do a lot of runs up our local um landfill called Mount Trashmore. They put grass over it. So I do that a lot. It's about 70 feet tall. And so it's a little mind numbing, but you know, whatever, that's what we got to do. I have a Nordic track treadmill now, so I'll use that as well. But I think I'm going to do similar things like go to the sauna, but just do more of a, at a intenser level, I guess. Oh, and a lot of soft sand runs as well. Uh, I've been trying to preach this because I don't think a lot of people who live at the beach think they're equipped for doing a mountainous race, but that's not true. Not in my experience. I do everything I can to prepare for these races. And one of those things is soft sand runs. So like the softest sand you can get on the beach, I run on that and I'll just go down the entire beach and all the way back. And that seems to do a good job in getting me ready for these mountainous races. Yeah. So what's your plan to tackle the altitude of yeah. hard rock? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, each time that I've been to Colorado for, you know, the Colorado Tra FKT or the two times I've done Run Rabbit, I've done the same thing and it seems to work out. I go out two weeks beforehand and just spend time at altitude. I do my runs. I uh, even sometimes will camp up at altitude. Um, I'll just spend time. At, at altitude and that kind of equips me for it. it it's a little rough the first couple of days but after that I seem to be doing well uh and I've never really had an issue with the altitude with that plan so that's just oh and also saunaing really helps and doing a little bit of exercising in the sauna with Wim Hof breathing as well I did that my first year going into run rabbit and that seemed to help a lot um, Wim Hof is a little sketchy to do in the sauna I will not recommend that but doing Wim Hof outside of the sauna is very helpful uh, but the sauna essentially it um, essentially I mean you're not when you're working out in the sauna it essentially mimics what it's like to work out at elevation because it's less oxygen. Uh, 
and I'll also do a lot of hot summer runs, you know, peak heat in Virginia beach, we can get really, really hot and, uh, same thing. So that will just mimic, um, you know, restricted oxygen that you'd get at elevation and that seemed to work out for run rabbit. So I think, I think I'll stick to that. How, how early are you planning on getting up to altitude before hard rock this year? Oh yeah. I mean, this is my number one race. Like this is one time I'm sure hopefully not one time experience, but this is like, I'm just viewing this as like this, this is the experience of my lifetime. I'm going to get out there probably a month ish, a month to month and two weeks beforehand. Uh, so I still have some training on the course and some, um, altitude training as well or acclimation at least. That's all solid. That's all, that's a very solid training approach to, to hard rock. Not that I've ran it, but, um, Chris was nodding his head and he lives on a beach too. So there must be something yeah. about running in sand, um, that, uh, makes, makes hard rock a bit easier. Um, Yay. so what yep. advice have you received from hard rockers, you know, like I know you were crewing, uh, Carl Meltzer out at, uh, what was that? Hellbender or Devil uh, Dog? Yeah, that was Devil Dog. Devil Dog. Devil Dog, yeah. So has he given you any advice on it or given you any idea of the course or um, given you any training advice? No, not yet. Not not quite yet. I, I guess I should start asking people. I mean, I know several people who've done it. I just haven't reached out to them. Like Annie Hughes, uh, I'm, I'm buds with her. So I think I'll be contacting her in the next couple weeks to ask her how she did. I know that at least nutritionally wise, um, from what I saw, it was a little rough for her. So maybe, uh, getting some advice from her on that aspect, something I struggle with as well might be helpful. You, you mentioned, um, Diane Van Duren as a, as a, um, an influence. Did you ever meet her? No, I didn't. No, I, I tried to email her. The proper etiquette of FKTs, uh, if you're planning to go after one and you're if you're planning on, you know, hopefully beating the record, uh, the proper etiquette is to reach out to the person who currently holds the record and just let them know of your intentions. So I emailed her a couple times before and never got a response. So I I haven't ever met her, but I would really like to, cause I do owe her a lot for, you know, kind of encouraging me, inspiring me to get into hundred mile races. I didn't think it was possible. Honestly, didn't think it was possible, but you know, seeing her do it was inspiring. Once or one or two of my hard rock finishes were pretty close to her and, uh, she okay. always struck me as a pretty nice person. So, so does that, mm. I think for the Colorado trail, was it Betsy Kalmar's record that you, that you broke there? Yeah. So, so did you yeah, interact Betsy. with her? I didn't either. No, I, um, <laughs> it was me and my friend, uh, Liz who were going out for the record. I think Liz emailed Betsy on our behalf, um, as well as Andre, um, who had the overall self-supported record, <clears throat> but we never, we heard from Andre, but we never heard from Betsy either. Huh. Yeah. So huh. maybe I'll, maybe I'll try again. I'll, I'll, I'll keep well, well, hopefully, hopefully Betsy's listening to, to this and she will, uh, she'll reach out to you or maybe she'll show up in Silverton this summer Ooh, and can, yes. can cheer you on. So, um, amazing. I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so 
Nancy Hamilton, who was the first female hard rock champion, when we interviewed her, she told us that she never was really trying to win hard rock. She just mm-hmm. wanted to beat her friend Susie. That it was it was all about beating Susie. So we've we've got our list. We know who's yeah. entered. There might be a few people that come in off the wait list. But as you're looking at the entrance for this year's Hard Rock, is there a Susie in there? Is there someone that you're particularly interested in racing against, maybe even beating? Oh, I don't know about beating. I'm a very competitive person. That's why I'm in the sport. I've always been a competitive person. I've played soccer, rugby, and have run competitively now. So like, I'm a very competitive person, but I think ultras are a little different for me in the way that like, I'm not... I'm not, it's not like I'm going after anyone when I start the race. It's kind of going after, um, you know, time and going after, you know, trying to get the most out of myself. Uh, obviously I want to be first, uh, but I'm not really going after anyone. Um, so with that being said, I, I think, you know, it would be great to be first overall, like at this race, it would be first, it would be great to be first, but, um, as far as like racing with, I think it would be an absolute dream to race against Courtney. I had, she, we haven't touched on this at all, but I can't explain how much, you know, her and Sabrina have, um, done as far as like inspiring personally me, I know they inspired so many people, but like the inspiration I've gotten from Courtney and Sabrina is, uh, and Devin Yanko as well. It's just, um, you know, it's, it's, a lot. So it's kind of twofold. Like I'm so excited to do the course. I'm so excited to be out there and race, uh, this beautiful course, but I'm also like, so honored to be racing against Courtney. I don't think a lot of people get that opportunity. Um, so I think that's what I'm excited for. Obviously, like if I beat Courtney, I I can't even imagine that, but that would be cool. Uh, but I don't know. I'm just really excited to race everyone. I know that um, Maggie is going to be in there too. Me and Maggie Mm -hmm. got a lot of time on the Run Rabbit course to chat and everything. And so we've become kind of close over text message and everything and um, talking about Colorado trail stuff. And um, she was going to do Havelina, but then had to drop because of an injury. So we're planning on sharing a tent together. So I think like also like hanging out with Maggie too is going to be fun. (laughs) Yeah. Maggie knows those mountains really, really well. Um, and of course finished finished hard rock. So, um, that'll be, that'll be interesting. That'll be fun. Courtney will be out there and Sabrina's high on the wait list. So there's a chance that she will be in as well. So we could, we could see, uh, you know, all of you up there toward the front. I, that if Sabrina was there too, I might just like pass away. (laughs) (laughs) Might just like die there on the start line. (laughs) That might be it for Tara. (laughs) Speaking of Havelina, you don't have to worry about any toyas on the hard rock course. I'm so excited. I'm doing Black Canyon in a couple, like a month and some change. (laughs) But uh, yeah, that that Choya, I'm glad there's not any in hard rock (laughs) or at the hard rock course. I'm sure there's a lot of other obstacles, though, for sure. Yeah, there's cliffs. So those oh. are a little bit worse to to fall Cliffs. down, right? Yeah. Sometimes, Chris, did you see that photo? Bears. Of bears. oh yes, <laughs> of the Choya. Yes, <laughs> I think everybody has seen that picture, and um, and and you I think everyone, it, yeah, 
I think everybody just feels so bad for um, for that situation. It certainly solidified my desire never to run Havelina. <laughs> well, if you just if you don't do what I did and aren't stupid like I was, I just felt like I wasn't thinking straight. I just kind of it's easy to just walk off the trail just slightly and just like brushing up against that Choya. It's like it's going to attach to you so quickly. And that's all it took for me is just like brushing up against it. <sighs> and what what transpired was, you know, that photo that Howie took. And here we are. The photo <laughs> seen long, around the world. How long did it take to get all of those out of you? Well, uh, 20-ish minutes. Uh, during that time, I did some fueling and everything because I was struggling a lot with my nutrition. Uh, but it really was just 20 minutes and uh, it was very painful, but... They were very kind and prompt and love, love, uh, was it mountain solutions? I forget what it's called. There's some sort of group and they were very, they're very prompt. Well, hopefully that never happens to you again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Me too. Are you going to go back and try and, uh, uh, get revenge on the course? Yeah. Always. Like, I mean, yeah, for sure. I don't know. Not this year for sure. Uh, but in coming years, I'm coming. I'm coming for that course. So moving on to question seven. Um, so this year, the uh, special consideration picks were published, right? So there's an Iron Far article out there um, with the special consideration picks. What was it like, one, finding out you got into the run, and two, finding out that um, Dale Garland, so he's our, the run director, had a uh, affinity for picking you um, with the special consideration picks that he's given. Ah, oh gosh, I, I couldn't believe it for like weeks. I honestly still can't. It's like, I, I don't know. It's hard to put into words. It's incredible, uh, nerve wracking, emotional. Uh, I, I just can't believe it out of all the people that applied, um, that submitted their names into the lottery. It was just, why me? I kept saying, why me? Um, I know I've worked hard and I won't let this, I'll get the most out of this, this experience as I can. I just want to be present for this experience. I'm incredibly thankful. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, that's exactly how I feel. My brain was just jumbled. My friend during Devil Dog, that's okay. So I was watching with Carl Meltzer's wife, Cheryl. We were like driving to the next aid station. We're watching the live stream because she's checking for Carl as well. Uh, we we're like, I was watching it and I was like, I was like, I'm not going to get in. I turned it off. I was like, I got to focus on Carl. I got to focus on the race. I got to be present. And it's like, whatever. Uh, Carl was like five minutes out from the aid station. And my friend Sarah Beal texts me. She's like, congratulations. I heard you got into uh, Hard Rock. And I was like, I grabbed Cheryl's shoulder. I was like, no, no way. No way. Oh, and she's like, you got it. I was like, yeah. And then she literally maybe seconds later, she got a text from her friend saying Carl got in because I think he got in before or a little bit before or a little bit after me. I forget which uh, direction it was, but so we were both just jumping up for jumping up, <laughs> jumping up and down with joy. And then Carl came in and we we're like, Carl, you got into hard rock. And so did Tara. And he's like, dang it. Now I have to train. <laughs> uh, but you know, I mean, he, that's just how he is. He was just, he was yeah. excited too. But the way Carl <laughs> voices it, it's like, oh man, now oh, I have to man. train for it. Uh, but I guess like, 
I I kind of go through this uh, imposter syndrome a lot. If I'm to be honest, I feel a lot of imposter syndrome whenever I'm, whenever how long I've been in this sport. It's like I'm a big fan of all these women in the sport, and to be like one of those women that's like competing is kind of hard to believe. And I constantly think like I don't deserve these chances, and people will tell me like this has gotten here. You've done you've gotten to this point with the hard or the hard work you've done. And, uh, but I've, I've kind of always struggled with imposter syndrome. So I think just trying to believe that is going to be, and, um, trusting myself, uh, my training, I think that's going to be key to some success at hard rock and believing that I can do it and that other people believe that for me too, because being one of those picks was incredibly uh, it was a big confidence booster for sure. It's like me, <laughs> what the heck? Oh, I can't believe it. Yeah. Well, we're we're really excited for you. It's it, and that's it's the first time we've ever been able to ask anyone that question because w- those picks have not been public uh, mm-hmm. until now. And we always wondered. I always wondered what what would it be like for someone to know and. Uh, would you feel added pressure, um, or as you said, imposter syndrome kick in that's that sort of thing. Um, but I think it sounds like you're not just going to be at hard rock to try to finish first, but you're also excited for the experience of going over the whole course and, um, oh my gosh, yeah. Who gets, who gets a chance like that? Not a, there's not a lot of people that get opportunities like this. I am incredibly thankful for this opportunity. And I want to be completely present before, during, and after the entire experience. I'm not going to let this, I'm not going to let this by. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll have a shovel ready for you at trail work weekend, <laughs> the weekend before. Okay. So good. <laughs> I'll be there. Absolutely. Put on sunglasses. Yeah, Dan had a, an unfortunate experience doing trail work and getting uh, blinded from sun reflecting off of the snow. No, so it was great. Yeah, oh, um, those, those of us that live at the beach don't understand that such things like that can happen, but apparently they can. Yeah, what the heck? That's amazing that you you're you're excited to be out there and experience the whole event because it's not just you know Friday to Sunday; it's also. Uh-huh. The week before is packed with things. There's there's talks that happen. There's mm-hmm. um, organized events that happen almost every day. The week leading up, and um, mm-hmm. that's amazing that you'll you're excited to experience all of those things. Oh yeah, man, so excited. So have you had? You talked about the women that you admire and that you're excited to to learn from. Have you experienced now that you've uh, had a lot of success. Have you experienced new women coming into the sport and looking to you as an example or, or looking to you for advice and encouragement? Yeah. So I, I put out YouTube videos as well and <clears throat> about, you know, through hiking, but also in like backpacking, but also about, um, you know, ultras and the ultras I've done, I've vlogged my ultras and I'm also on Instagram. So I've received, you know, one, a lot of comments on my videos, uh, and then also, uh, DMs on my Instagram, people trying to get in the sport and asking for advice. Uh, and you know, it's men and women, and it's always like an exciting time if I can like educate anyone with like my experience, uh, whatever I can, you know, give to somebody. I want, 
I want them to be fully prepared. Uh, and I want to be that person that helps them. I don't want to be like a gatekeeper of any you know information as far as my training, my nutrition. I want the success. I want people to have success as much as I do. And so I'm not really somebody who like keeps anything on the down low. I'm always just revealing all of my secrets if I have any and trying to get people into the sport, especially women. I think um, just getting women into the sport and just encouraging women that they can do it and showing them like it's possible, like we can do this. And, you know, running through the night, you know, it might be a little scary. It's not a situation women usually find themselves in. Um, but I am men too. But I think like for women, there might be a little more apprehension there. So just encouraging them in all aspects, like running through the night or, you know, not running with a pacer and being on your own on the trails and just like, hopefully I inspire somebody to do that because we, I mean, there should be more women out there on that start line too, right at the front though. Not just, you know, one row behind the men. We should be up there. My friend Bree uh, Grigsby taught me this, but she was like, we need to be up on that start line just as much as the men do. So like right on that, that first row. Uh, so I think that's inspired me as well. I just constantly like get these, get this information from other women in the the sport and I try to like give it away as well. I think that's important to getting more women out there. You make a very good point that it's not just about having the numbers in the event, but it's also about women being visible to to folks mm. so that when you see the the pictures of people lining up at the start and you see uh you know you see all that we we need to see better representation from from everybody, right? From women, but from also yeah. people, also from people of color, and um, and all yeah. sorts. And so, the, the more we see those folks in those photographs, the more younger men, women, whoever will be inspired and uh, and hopefully come into the sport. Yeah, like I, I remember seeing that iconic Black Canyon picture. The sun's coming up, and there's like. I don't know if there's equal parts, but there's men and women on that start line. I mean, Devin's there. Um, my friend Bree is there. It's, you know, you see all these people just getting ready to start this race and, you know, it's women and men. And that was incredibly inspirational for me. Just, just me. Yeah. Fantastic. That's a good, you make a very good point about that. I like that. Um, <laughs> I can ask you guys questions. Go for it. My what, what, what questions? What, what questions do you have, Chris? What beach do you live at? I live in Fernandina Beach, which is in Northeast Florida, near Jacksonville. Oh, and uh, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, I it's used awesome. To live I live in Florida. Where Where were you in Florida? Uh, West Palm Beach, and then okay. we were in Panama City for a while. Oh. Okay, boy, you were stretched from one one side of the state to the other. So yeah, I like I um, felt more connected to Panama City. Uh, the, yeah. the crowd there is more my speed. Yep. Okay, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. So I'm on the same coast as as uh, Palm Beach. Um, so yeah. over on the Atlantic on the Atlantic coast, but I'm much further north in Florida. Do you do uh, soft sand runs as well? No, I haven't. Uh, and that's, that's interesting to me. I maybe I need to add those in, but no, I tend to avoid the soft sand. Um, but I do, I really you, do buddy. focus. Yeah. I really do focus on getting out to altitude. I try to get out to your mm -hmm. um, 
at least six weeks before hard rock. And I feel mm. like that helps me a great deal. And I do have some trails here, um, where I live on mm. the Island there, there are some trails. And so while I'm not running in soft sand, I'm running on dirt trails that have got a lot of, a lot of undulations because of the dunes. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, nice. yeah. But I will add some soft sand running into my, uh, into my training schedule. Cause I, I'm, I'm in hard rock again this year. So I will, uh, huh. I will yeah. try to focus on that. See if it makes a difference. Yeah. Chris, what's any in- advice you can impart? Yes. Any advice <laughs> that I can impart? You know, I think yeah. the main done thing this 16 the, times I have, um, I think the main piece of advice that I would give to anybody doing hard rock the first time is, um, is not to squander the opportunity. Right. Uh, mm. and Tara, you, you've got that, right. You, you get it. It's such an honor to do hard rock. So many people, have tried for a decade to get in and haven't gotten in. And, um, and so when you get in, especially the first time, whatever happens, you want to, you want to make it count, whatever happens, you want to make sure that you get around. Um, so that would be the main, the main thing is just to make sure that you, um, if things don't go well, you, you're determined that you're still going to finish. And I love that you're not doing hard rock on the way to some other thing, some other big FKT or some other thing that you've got planned after that. If hard rock is your a race, uh, then, then you'll, you'll be focused on that. You won't feel like, well, it's not going well. So I'm going to quit because I want to save myself for run rabbit later. or I want to save myself for Havelina later or something like that. Um, so I would just say, don't, yeah, don't squander the opportunity. And then, you know, for me, for people like me that are going to take, uh, take more than 30 hours. It's, it's about making sure that, uh, I don't use up too much energy in the first half. Cause I'm going to get a whole second sunrise and be able to run well into the second day. You may be done well before any of that happens. Uh, yeah, I, I think, um, that's, that's a big part for me is like not letting this opportunity, uh, get by go too quickly. And I do have something after this. I think it's, you know, not as big. This definitely is my a race, but, um, I, I think it's a, it's not so much racing. It's an FKT. Uh, but this is definitely like my a hard rocks, my a, a thing for mm-hmm. 2024. Fantastic. Well, I know you're going to do great. Uh, we super, super appreciate you coming on here to, uh, to talk with us and really look forward to seeing you in Silverton this summer. Yeah. Thanks guys. Thanks for having me. This was so much fun. That's when I'll see my... Chris, that was a pretty fun conversation that we just had with Tara. Um, I really liked hearing the gratefulness that she has um, towards the event. Like she's excited to come be a part of the whole week, which I think is, is absolutely amazing because we don't always see that from a lot of people. No, Dan, Dan, you're right. I mean, sometimes, especially some of the faster folks, we hardly see them at all in the San Juans. They come in and, and maybe they're out there training, but we don't see them in town. And then they show up and they run hard rock and then and then maybe they stick around part of the time on Sunday and that's about it. I sense that we're going to see a lot of Tara out there around before and after. And the thing that really struck me when we were talking to her is how much she appreciates the opportunity that she has. Um, she really is excited about being there. This is not just another 
not just another hundred miler to her. And that's, that's cool. I I'm very much looking forward to seeing how she does and she wants to win. That's going to be fun to see her go after the, the ladies at the front. I, yeah, I, I'm, I think that she's going to put up a heck of a fight with everybody up there at the front of the race, uh, male and female. I mean, it's going to be really cool to, to watch it, watch it play out. Um, sounds like she's got some favorite parts of the course that she's excited to run through, but I bet she's going to discover some more, you know, parts of the course, uh, while she's out there, which will just be, I, I'm, I'm really excited to see her, see her out there running. And it sounds like, you know, people ask why hard rock doesn't ever increase the size of the field. Right. Well, that's because yeah. every runner brings about 10 people with them. Um, and I think <laughs> I think Tara is going to be no exception to that, which is awesome because it is a family event and everybody getting to experience it with you just makes it that much more special. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. She will find some special places out there on the course. There are a lot of places that are well photographed on the Hard Rock course. Uh, some places that show up in the posters, things like that. But there are also some spots that when you're up there, you realize only hard rockers ever come here. There's some spots that aren't photographed. There's some spots that don't show up in posters or on advertisements for the various sponsors and things like that. And, but they're very special places and it's going to be neat for her to experience those. I love anybody getting to experience those for the first time. I also really liked what she had to say about being an inspiration for not just for women, particularly for women, but she also, she pointed out, you know, there are men that are, that are DMing her on Instagram and, and wanting to get training advice and nutrition advice and stuff like that. And I think that's fantastic that, that she wants to be there and she wants to help others coming along in the sport. We all have to do that, right? We all have to look for those people that have gone there before us and try to learn from them. And then we also have a responsibility, I think, if we've had any any type of success in the sport, we have to reach back and try to help people that are coming along and, and teach those that are willing to learn. So I think that's fantastic. She's a great, a great piece of our beautiful family, and I look forward to seeing her have some success this summer. I'm excited to see her run the course. I think it was excellent getting to talk to her today and um, can't wait to see her become more of a part of the Hard Rock family. I agree. I agree completely. And uh, just remember, everybody who's a part of the Hard Rock family, the place where you're supposed to be in the summer is Silverton, Colorado. So we'll see you there. Please join Chris and me on the next Hard Talk podcast as we welcome on two runners for this year's Hard Rock Run, uh, Maggie Guderall and Zach Miller. Uh, Zach was second at UTMB, and Maggie is, this will be her second time on the Hard Rock course, so please join us as we have some great conversation with Maggie and Zach. That's when I'll sing my song.